0: Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Throughout Christmas, we prayed in our daily offices that that God, 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 His Son, to take our nature upon Him, and who has made us children by adoption and grace, would daily renew us by His Holy Spirit. This prayer revealed to us one aspect of the mystery of Christmas that God, sent his son so that we can become his children. But what does it mean to be a child of God? We would do well to look to the example of Christ. But the Gospels, however, tell us precious little about the childhood of Jesus. In fact, our only episode comes from this morning's Gospel lesson, in which we find the child Jesus accompanying his parents to Jerusalem. They were there as faithful Jews to observe the Passover feast. We recall the memorable shock of Joseph and Mary when they realized that their 12-year-old son was not among the caravan of travelers heading northward to Galilee and Nazareth. Rushing back to the city, and three days later, perhaps fearing the worst, the parents were, to put it mildly, surprised to find him sitting in the temple, studying among the elders. And it is at this point that the story slows down, so as to (coughs) highlight a brief conversation between Mary and Jesus. Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. We can't overlook the intensity of that statement, The other times that Luke uses this word here for sorrowing, he means a profound sadness and anxiety. They thought that they had lost him, and that produced suffering. Jesus' response might strike us as strange, because it does not immediately address his mother's question. Why did you seek me anxiously? Didn't you know? that I must attend to the things of my father. In a sense, they did know. For such was his destiny, as foretold by the messengers of his birth. The nature of their son here is a little atypical. The pieces that would have produced understanding were all there, but the pattern remained dark. And we do not know from the story whether or not Mary or Joseph realized what their son was really talking about what we do know is that he went home with them and matured into adulthood favorably and wisely, and all the while his mother Mary stored up these words of his in her heart. And this memory from the temple at age 12 would join one like it from a decade past, when in that same temple, Simeon and Anna rejoiced over the child and foretold the hard and glorious path ahead. And the memory would have its place some 20 years later, when Mary would again walk through the streets of Jerusalem after the Passover, sorrowing because her son could not be found. Again, he would be about the things of his father, making us the children of God. And so it is that in this one glimpse we have into his childhood, we see Jesus preparing, learning preparing for the Passover that is yet to come. And so it is by no accident that our colic for this morning, an ancient colic at that, asks that God would mercifully receive the prayers of his people who call upon him, granting that they may both perceive and know that they may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill. And this is what we see Christ doing in today's gospel lesson, perceiving and knowing that he ought, what he ought to do by learning with the end in mind of preparing for the work of his that is yet to come. To this point, the gospel gives us a picture of what it means to live well in this season of epiphany, this season of learning. As of today, many of us may find ourselves in the way of Mary and Joseph, having observed the feast and having set about the business of returning to our ordinary patterns of life, heading home. To be sure, the Christmas season, though wonderful, is yet a time full of busyness. If we stopped to observe the holidays, we may now be realizing the cost of doing so in the rush to make up for missed or postponed work, errands, housekeeping. And If you're anything like me, you've realized that the holidays don't mean less work, just relocated work. In terms of our spiritual lives, having just completed the watchful anticipation of Advent, the joyful celebration of Christmas, we may feel as though the story has come to a nice conclusion and that it's now time to get back to real life. In any of these situations, we might be surprised when the Lord calls us back to prayer and learning, to preparation for the business of His Father. In doing so, He reorients us redirects us to realize that prayer and learning are real life, and that everything else now, after his advent, must take its realness from these things. Christ, having come to us and having made his home of prayer among us and in us, now calls us to sit there with him and to learn. To celebrate Christmas, and then to drop off from the disciplines of prayer and learning is like being given a home and then never moving into it. In practical terms, this means a return now after the busyness of the holiday to a regular pattern of prayer in our days and weeks. It means a return to the scriptures to learn the story of our people and where our lives fit into that narrative. It means gathering in the church to hear again the gospel and to respond to it in Eucharist. It means doing what Mary did, hearing his words and storing them up in our hearts. If we have left off from any of these in the bustle of the festivity and its subsequent recovery, then Christ now calls us to return to the reason for which he came. In the immediate sense, on the calendar, the Great Lent and Easter are on the horizon, and it's time to learn how to approach those well. In the ultimate sense, the call to pray and to learn is the vocation to which all of us are always called forever. What does it mean to be the child of God? It means being born by the will of God and then preparing to share in the business of God. That means we're on the road to Easter, and it's a long road yet so as for now, Epiphany shifts our attention and prayers to learn, to learn well our role in the days to come, such that we may perceive and know what we ought to do, that in certain hard days ahead we may have grace and power to share in the work of God our Father and faithfully to fulfill the same. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.